Hi, I'm Charles. I'm Christine. And, and we, we eat stuff. Hi, everyone. This is the podcast We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. My name is Christine Guthrie, and I am one half of We Eat Stuff. In this podcast, we are seeking out people in St. Louis related to food, cooking, drinking, and eating. Our conversation this week is with Will Brawley, the GM of Billie Jean in Clayton. Will, aka Good Time Will, is a super chill guy we first met when he was working at Barley Frere across the street from Billie Jean. Will tells us that he was a communications major in university, which uh, really suits his personality, I feel. He tells us some good stories about his bar career, his tattoo hobby, and his awesome dog, Chloe. Most of all, Will talks about his love of meeting new people and why managing Billie Jean is the perfect career for him right now. Like I am, I'm the one that is, you know, is there to, to welcome you and, and this and that and, you know, shake hands and kiss babies. Thanks for tuning in and please enjoy our conversation with Will Brawley. Hi. Hey. Hey. How's it going? <laughs> it's going great. Thank you. Great. Thank you. Thank you for letting me be here. This is a really cool of opportunity. Of course. Oh, wow. Thanks for coming over tonight. Heck yeah. I appreciate it. Okay. You have uh, two bottles for us. Yes. This evening. And I we're, do. We're going to do dual cocktails. Okay. Tell us about what you're going to pour for us. Sure. So the first thing I thought we'd taste uh, by design, this is kind of like the the start of an evening kind of drink. I brought over grapefruit mm. soju. Mm-hmm. Um South Korean rice wine liqueur. Mm. So, you know, like, and I'm sure, I know you guys are familiar with it, but basically, you know, what, what, like, something like Lily Blanc is to white wine, this would be to, like, a sake. Um, served chilled. And I was taught that it is meant to be drank socially mm-hmm. and quickly. <laughs> that is, that was how it was described to me. And so I kind of envisioned it when we brought it into the restaurant to just, I, and I pictured, like, little sipping glasses going down and just opening the bottle and letting people just kind of rock and roll with it mm-hmm. you know like that's that's how that's how i think this should be drank mm-hmm. um i think it can, it can speak for itself you know yeah, yeah. um let's try it if you guys want to yeah, yeah, yes. definitely fantastic cheers. cheers thank cheers. you for having me cheers you. absolutely mm. Mm. ooh that is nice know what i mean <laughs> it's like soju and Lacroix had a baby yeah right yeah. yeah it's almost yeah it almost does have that sort of like it's like effervescent like almost yes. like you know kind of carbonated yeah. feeling mm. we use it in a cocktail too mm. um just like it's like basically a play on a french 75 but instead mm. we do soju um mm. call it the soul 75 you got yourself a party nice and, 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 and it, it is I good think, i think it's on yeah. the menu yeah yeah, yeah yeah it's been it's been our best seller i mean it really is i think what like yeah. what the french 75 at barley Frere is it kind of has become mm. you know that one that's sort of the go-to mm-hmm. yeah um and it's it's just awesome i i would i would drink this though over the cocktail just because this is what it is yeah <laughs> you know? it is yeah and please feel free to help yourself. That bottle is not meant to go home with me. So we, we and if, well, okay. if we don't finish right. it, we I'll, I'll leave it. But we'll it's, do. Uh, okay. So as I guess as we're sipping on this lovely soju, will uh, tell folks who are you? Who am I? Okay. So I am um, in a professional capacity the 
um, general manager of Billy Jean and Clayton. Um, off Wydown, it's Zoe Robinson's newest restaurant. We've been mm-hmm. open about a month. Um, before that, I was um, an ind- I've been an industry rat um, for as long as I can remember. Um, I was at Barley Fair for a year, and I got into this industry working my way through college in Springfield, mm-hmm. Missouri. Um, and I wasn't ready to leave Springfield, and so I, I uh, went into a master's program, and that's when I started bartending when I was in graduate mm-hmm. school. Um, What's a master in one? Yeah, so my master's is in um, instructional communication. Mm-hmm. Um, so my, my bachelor's was communicating was communicative in, in nature, and then I kind of like honed mm-hmm. in on uh, what it means to help others become better communicators, which mm-hmm. translates really well into like leading a team of, of people who are in the hospitality who oh, have to yeah. you know like navigate with grace and finesse and all that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, but I started bartending in Springfield simply to just get by because you know broke grad student. And um, mm. through weird serendipitous events, I ended up bar managing and then actually GMing for this restaurant in Springfield. Mm. Mm. Um, and, and again, like it, it was, it was one of those. It was like a snowball of events that you can't even imagine taking place. And then the next thing I know, I'm just kind of like in charge of this place. Mm-hmm. Um, and which place was this? So it was an Italian wine bar, kind of family style restaurant. Um, definitely like Americana, Italian. Mm-hmm. Um, it was called Nona's. Yeah, it's still in Springfield, Missouri, still mm-hmm. rocking and rolling. Um, it's a cool little spot. Um, and then, like, you know, things drew me back to St. Louis. I lived in Springfield for nine years. And mm. um, I, I got to the point where it sort of felt like I had maximized my potential in the city. Like, mm-hmm. I didn't, you know, I kind of... It, there's only so much you can do in Springfield, Missouri. Sure. It's a cool town, but, you know, it's, it's not St. Louis and it's not home. Mm-hmm. Um, so I came mm-hmm. back and... And through another odd chain of events involving Craigslist ads and all sorts of things, mm. I found myself at Barley Frere, and I interviewed with the manager at the time um, on like a Wednesday, mm. and I was working on Thursday, mm. and then the cool. rest just sort of fell into place as far as where I am here, you know. Yeah, yeah. cool. Yeah. And that's where we first met you. Yeah, yeah, at um, Barley Frere. Was that was that shortly after you started working there? Um, it it couldn't have been more than um. A couple of months. I was very new. So I started there as a server. Mm-hmm. And I was very new um, to being the actual bartender there when mm-hmm. I met you guys. And, I, and, you know, I mentioned when I first got here that I was already a big fan of your guys. You know, your food, your your Instagram presence. I followed very religiously. And any time, quite literally 100% of the time that I wanted to find somewhere to go eat, mm-hmm. I was just like, well, I'll just look at We Eat Stuff. Because they eat strictly dope <laughs> food all the time. So <laughs> I'm just going to... And you guys have led me to a lot of my favorite spots in town. That's awesome. Let's yeah, do that. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, and then when you guys came in and, I, and my boss at the time told me who you were... Uh, I, again, I, you know, I was like in a, in an odd, like food sense, I was starstruck because you guys like, you know, where you guys are, you know, to the brim in this food community. And so it was really cool to get to bartend for you guys. And then, you know, like again and again and again, and then get to hang out with you at Billy Jean. Yeah. So, um, and I remember, I, I want to say it was, it was a Boulevardier, right? That's your favorite drink. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah and, and Barley Fur does cocktails so well. You know, like, yes. I, I, I do my best to execute the recipes, but, like, their their drinks are really cool. Mm. And um, when you when you posted, I think you posted a picture that next day of the drink I had made you. And I was like, <gasps> yeah, I'm, like, oh, I'm, just like I'm so honored I made that drink. And, look, it's on their Instagram. I felt like a six-year-old. I was like, yes. this is so cool. Nice. <laughs> you know? wow, wow. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. I appreciate that. Wonderful. Absolutely. Good to hear. And then, um, you, so you're at the new place now. Mm-hmm. Was this a complete surprise to you to be 
Yes. Yeah. And so it's really it's really kind of an, uh, so I had been working for Zoe for uh, about a half a year, mm. and I was. You know, I I, did, I had no ambition to be even in this industry at this at this mm-hmm. juncture, mm-hmm. Um, and I was wanting because I, I taught um, as, as a member of the adjunct faculty at the place that I got my master's degree at, and I really really liked teaching. I taught public speaking to like you know little rat fink eighteen year olds who didn't really want to be there, but yeah. I did my best to make them hate it as you know to hate it the, the minimum amount well, hate possible. It, hate it in the right way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> like you're still in school, but hopefully it'll be kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, you know, I like came back and I got the job at Barley Frere, and I was like, this will help me kind of stabilize in this city. Uh, and then, mm-hmm. and then I wanted to get back into academia in some way. Mm-hmm. Uh, and right around the time that I was kind of amping myself up to to have that conversation of like I don't. Um, I, you know, I, I have to get out of here. I have to go pursue other interests. Zoe, she had, I think she had just gotten back from a, a stay in Colorado and she was like, well, I need to talk to you. Mm. Um, I, you know, I want to talk to you about something. And I was just mm. like, and, and, you know, and she and I had interacted and she knew about my experience and kind of who I was, um, enough. I mean, enough for her to ask me to, to take on this role, but I didn't really feel like I was on her radar in any mm. sense. Like. You know, because she is she is who she is, mm-hmm. and um, and when she asked she 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 asked me on the phone, she's like, "Can I call you at twelve tomorrow and we talk?" And I'm just like, "Oh shit!" Like what? You know, like what is this? Like I don't know. I'm scared. Um, and that conversation ended with with her asking me to manage this project, which was which the build out and things had happened, but like as far as um, food and drink and everything, I mean, it was in complete infancy. Like none of that had been being mm-hmm. built and she and you know she was like I need I want you to help me sort of you know help create this beverage program and do this mm-hmm. and that and and I, I, I was it was a complete surprise to answer to, to answer your question in a thousand words yes it was mm-hmm. extraordinarily surprising um, and then we like hit the ground running right then mm-hmm. and we you know over time developed and evolved and and tried to conceptualize and then to actualize everything um, was a really really cool experience I'd never been mm-hmm. a part of something like that um, and then now to see it like full of people yeah. is it's uh, it's a really unique experience and feeling to like you know watch something be created and then executed and it doesn't suck <laughs> you know like it, it didn't yes. fail you know well, well tell us more about the uh, atmosphere of Billie Jean yeah yeah certainly um, well I, I mean I know you guys have been to uh, Barley Fur E Fratellini you know he, those are her other two restaurants very. Um, you know, romantic and, mm. and it has like, you know, the candlelight and everything. And I think both of them have their own unique flair that are, um, an homage to like the old world, you know, Italian sure. and French. And there, I think there's very yeah. much that sort of eclectic old world feel to it. Mm. Um, and, and I think in every sense of the word, we have tried to go like with a new world vibe and aesthetic mm. and, um, I mean, ev- you know, and truly in every way, it's like we have wanted to leave the old world behind. She has mastered it so well at her other mm-hmm. two restaurants. And I think that is, we try to communicate that and show that through the vibe and the aesthetic. Mm-hmm. And Zoe went to New York, um, I want to say for like, uh, you know, ha- a week and a half or a week or something like that before she really put the pedal to the metal on on creating um, what Billie Jean is now. And, and, I re- and that was a, a very big inspiration for her for creating kind of what, Billie Jean looks like, you know, it's like, it's chic and it's black and, uh, you know, Robert Motherwell, uh, you know, prints on the wall, everything. Yeah, yeah. yeah, they're gorgeous, aren't they? And it's like, it's this very modern metropolitan feel, or at least that was her hope. Mm -hmm. Um, And people, and people who, 
uh, are more, more cultured than myself and, you know, have experienced other places tell me that, that they, that that is the vibe that they get. And so whatever she did when she was out there, whatever, you know, inspiration she acquired, um, you know, she actualized it well because she wanted uh, a sexy, modern, metropolitan feel. And and I, I I think she achieved it. I mean, I do. Um, it's really unlike anything else in St. Louis right now, I feel. Yeah, Yeah. it's, 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 it's special, you know, Mm -hmm. like I, Mm -hmm. and I I feel like I would say these exact same words, whether I was the GM or not, you Uh know, it's like, um, when I walked in there for the first time, just with tables in it, like there's just this energy Mm -hmm. and, and, you know, with the open bar shared with the open, with the bar shared with the kitchen. Oh yeah. um, Yeah. And, and I really do feel like the, the, we, we were inspired when we, created the food and the drink and everything mm-hmm. um and and you know not everything nothing can ever be like 100 percent its own thing but i do really feel like we have done well in establishing mm-hmm. an identity that is unlike other places in the city yeah. and sort of kind of creating this whatever we are mm-hmm. and 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 I don't know. I don't even know what I'm saying anymore. I'm just, you know, it's like, yeah, it's it's hard to put into words. I think, like, you know, yeah. but but you're right. I do think that it is, unlike anywhere at least that I have visited, mm-hmm. um, in the city, and yeah. that's cool. And that that to me, and then we try to reflect that too, and like what we're doing. Mm-hmm. Like the reason I brought soju and sipping vermouth is because I I don't know of many places that you can order those things in town, or specifically like you know because we have created a cocktail menu that that really pushes this kind of stuff that mm-hmm. I mean for lack of a better term is is say it's not off the beaten path for people who explored this kind of hobby or you know drinking and things like that and spirits but for for uh, average Joe who just, just wants to drink like a gray goose and whatever mm-hmm. like this is not something that's typically on their radar yeah. and these things I found like in just traveling like I, I kind of got put onto vermouth when I was out in San Francisco earlier mm-hmm. in the year um, and I tasted soju when I was in Europe, uh, in September and I was like, you know what, this is like, and then, and then when I came back, I was like, I reached out to the reps. I was like, let's, let's do some shit like mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. This is really cool. Um, and, and so, you know, for as much as we try to be our own restaurant with the aesthetic and the, and the image and everything, mm-hmm. I, I really wanted to try and, and create something that people could go to and be like, I've never, I've never even heard of that. But then mm-hmm. if I can convince them to try it, they're like, oh, hell yeah, this is yeah. awesome. And the serving staff has done beautifully. Like, I, I couldn't be happier with them as far as taking this program that I, that I worked really hard on and getting people to buy it and try it and taste it. And it seems to have, it seems to be really well received. And that's like, that that is such a gratifying feeling because it's like my baby, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and then to see my baby isn't like, getting bad grades <laughs> you know it's like i'm yeah. like all right man good job baby like well you want your awesome baby to grow up itself yeah <laughs> right exactly exactly yeah. so what's been um the public's reaction with the restaurant in the past month since you've opened so um yeah we just finished our fifth full week last night yeah. it was our busiest night yet which is always nice. cool. fun yeah it's fantastic People in the restaurant seemed they, they they're saying a lot of the same things that I mean even just you said like this is a really unique space. People seem to have really enjoyed the food. Um, if nothing else, there's a lot of flavor on the menu, and like yes. you know, spice can scare some people, and like yeah. you know, really unique flavor can scare people sometimes. But I but when they mm. when when we can encourage them to take yeah. that step and and maybe instead of getting the grilled strip steak they get mm-hmm. um like roasted quail or you yeah. know or like a whole roasted snapper things that like yeah. maybe they mm-hmm. weren't 
as comfortable trying, but like when they do, you know, um, they they seem to have really enjoyed it. Zoe is uh, is very big about what um, what the public has to say on on online, and so mm. she she you know we have like watch teams around the clock looking really? at reviews. Wow, wow. I mean you know not actually, but but we we try to make sure that mm. um public like that public perception is something that is is positive, and if it's not, she like, she really takes to that kind of stuff to amend okay. or fix or adapt in any way mm. that we can. Like she cares so much about what her how her people are enjoying like i've never mm. seen someone who's so intrinsically hospitable sure. it's yeah. like you know it's yeah. it's amazing what? um it's you know and so that because of her i think it has gone over well and people seem to really yeah. be receptive to it but that but that stems from her and like her sure. work ethic and everything well back when we first doing weed stuff and we went to the first one to, to uh bar el frere mm-hmm. like we we're just amazed how everyone treats you like a rock star and it doesn't matter if you know this stuff or not They'll work with you with it. They'll they'll totally support you. They'll be like, oh, you don't know what this is. Well, they'll, they'll totally tell you, explain to you in common terms. And like, this is back when we were not really that big into the food scene either. Sure. We were just starting what we were doing. Mm-hmm. No one knew who it was. <laughs> <laughs> and we didn't know much about that much of food. I mean, sure. I, I, I used to be in the industry, but like in dive bars. And right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Where so you're not... pouring Jameson and Fireball. And yeah, 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 yeah. So, but, um, so... The hospitality is just so, as you said, so spot on. And that is, and she is like, she has this like matronly presence, you know, where (laughs) she's just like, you know, overseeing everything and just, and if someone even hints that something isn't perfect, like, it it sincerely devastates her. Like, she wants everyone Mm -hmm. to be nothing but happy, you know, she just wants everyone to be, to feel like they're Mm -hmm. the most important person in the room, you know. Um, and, and that's awesome that you can feel that way. And she really instills that in us, like the leaders of her restaurants. Um, you know, she just can't, the people who lead her restaurants have to be in sync with her on that Mm. because it is sort of like what I think her restaurants hinge upon. Like in my mind, you know, like the food is fantastic. The ambiance is great, but like I, I personally pride myself more Mm. in, in, are, are at least intent to take the best care of our customers mm-hmm. as possible. Yeah. Everyone gets in the weeds from time to time, you know, sure, and sure, that yeah. kind of shit happens, but it's like, it, at more than anything, that is truly what we care about the most. And, and it, it's not, it's not say unique, but I've been to a lot of restaurants where um, it's kind of like a, ha ha ha, like, I don't, you know, it's like, whatever. Like I sure, get, sure, I get yeah, sort yeah. of like an apathetic reaction from yeah. my server and like, um, I know what it means to be well taken care of. And, and mm-hmm. I'm, there, there have been times in this city where I was sort of surprised that service went the way that it did. Sure. But then I try to be like, okay, well, everyone has shitty days or whatever. So yeah. I'm not, yeah, I, yeah. I don't hold grudges sure, about sure, it, but sure, it's yeah. like, you know, it, it is really important to Zoe and to us. That right. Sure. Yeah. Well, I remember when uh, we interviewed her uh, about a year ago, we were talking about that, how we've been to Barley for many times. Yeah. Dozens of times, <laughs> and yep. it's the same staff. Mm-hmm. Like, there's very little turnover. And that's what she mentioned, that, you know, aside from the person's uh, work ethic or their um, mindset or whatever, she really looks for people who are, like, family. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and I think that's really noticeable. Yeah, yeah. So. And, and yeah her, her ability to foster, like, employee loyalty is unbelievable. I mean... That's very rare to see. Yeah. It truly days. is, especially in the restaurant industry. And, I mean, she has people serving for her at E. Fratellini right now that have been serving for her since before E. Fratellini opened. Yes. And that's been mm-hmm. open for like 16 years. Mm-hmm. And they, and you know, and they just continue to work for her. And you're right, it is like a family. And and she does a really good job of creating an environment that 
allows that to be the case. I, I think it's a super rare thing for people in the restaurant industry to have set schedules. And we all do, and that like mm-hmm. that like allows you the ability to really like connect and create chemistry yeah, and plan be, your life. Yeah, you, well, yeah, <laughs> and, yeah, and plan your life, man. Like when I was in Springfield running that joint, it was like, you know, you can't. I mean, you have a bunch of these part timers, and you just have this big staff. It's like I never, you know, you can never really know what your following week's gonna look like. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um. But she she intentionally cares about that kind of stuff. I mean, she closed. She closed Billie Jean Sunday, Monday. She just actually closed Barley Fair on Mondays now, so that's a Tuesday through Saturday oh. joint, too. Huh. Um, and that is, that is as the, the, what it's about the most is giving people time to breathe and time cool. to rest. And, like, I, I, found, I found in this industry a lot of times the, the higher-ups care so little about that mm-hmm. or, like, want the exact opposite. Like, I'm mm-hmm. going to overwork you until you die and then sure. replace you. You know what sure, I mean? Yeah, it's sure, like, yeah. And she thinks the opposite. And so that, that in and of itself... Yeah. Is is really a really special and unique. Yeah, thing. probably also really lays down the, the bedrock for the hospitality. Exactly. You, yeah. You love your job. You love what you're doing. You're not like overworked and dying. And when you don't hate work, yeah. then like it reflects. Yeah. yeah. I've seen jaded, burnt out servers. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And and they're not fun to be around. Yeah. You know what I mean? They're just not. Yeah. Uh, actually, when we did the podcast interview, Zoe, I think it broke her leg or something. Yeah, like her femur. Yeah. And she uh, was there coming out of her cart on crutches. And carrying bags of stuff for us to eat. Is it, can we help you? Oh, no, no, I got it. You know, it's like, like no big deal. Yeah, and exactly. On crutches, and it turned like, wow, that oh my is, gosh. Yeah, that's her. <laughs> yeah, that so yeah. funny. So, has this maybe kind of sort of rewritten your life career choice at the moment? It definitely has, yeah. um, in, in more than one way. And I, and I, she well, she made me promise her two years. From the, from the time we oh, opened. Really? Yeah, oh, wow. it was like, she was like, okay. but she fully recognized that I have that, you know, in the moment that she offered me the position that I had, um, other ambition and, and I had other plans really. And she goes, and I know that, you know, teaching is important to you and that that's something that you want to get back into, but to open this place, I just need you for two years. Mm-hmm. You know, we, if we, I, we need to create a well-oiled machine that can be passed off to somebody if, and when the time mm-hmm. comes. Sure. Um, and in my mind at the time I was like, yeah, um, of course, I'll give you two years at a minimum. And there are days where I, I, every day, I can't imagine not working for Zoe. And if the day comes where I do pursue other interests, like that will be the hardest part is not working for and with her anymore. Um, there are days when I'm like, I, yes, I will, I will work for her until she retires and then, and then reevaluate. And then there are some days where it's like, no shit, you know, like I had two years can't come soon enough. Uh, but I mean, I think that comes with the territory. Sure, yeah. uh, I, I do, I do envision myself. I mean, when I got my master's, I really got it with the with the with the thought of being like a communication trainer, um, like go like in a professional environment, whether that was like in house or freelance or consulting, where I would you know help people in a professional capacity become better communicators, um, and you know go back and forth between wanting to do that or get back into teaching or uh, something else entirely, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but I love I just love speaking and I love talking about communicating and I love that mm-hmm. that whole sort of thing that's like the most important thing to me as mm. like what makes a well-rounded person is your sure. communication ability and so the, I, I'm actually lucky because Billie Jean and restaurants in general when you lead a team in any capacity like you that is a unique opportunity to be a good communicator and to help sure. others be good communicators and when you love food and drink as much as I do to be able to be in that environment mm. and to be, still be using my skill set as a communicator sure. is um, that's really cool to me so 
long, long answer short, whatever. Like I, I it, it has totally thrown a wrench in my in my <laughs> view, but in the best way possible. I'm, sure, yeah. I'm so happy where yeah. I am that um, it's, it's almost like it gives you anxiety to think about it not being that sure, way. Sure, sure. Mm-hmm. So I, so I, I suppose I'll cross that bridge. Um, in two years, you know, but, but we'll see. Yeah. Well, you know, GMs can be very different from place to place. Mm-hmm. You seem to be more still talking to people. I know some GMs are kind of in the shadows. In sure. The way, but you really seem like, when you went to Village and you were out there talking to us, talking to everyone. And, and I think that, like, that is part of, again, about that hospitality, you know, mm-hmm. um, that I... So behind the scenes, my role is, you know, like, boring managerial stuff, like paperwork and writing checks and doing orders and things like that. Um, but I mean, you know, I, I was able to build this beverage program and that for someone who's mm. in this industry as a bartender like that is, yeah. that's really cool, yeah. you know? Um, and to, for her to trust me with the restaurant that, I mean, for all intents and purposes is the apex of her career. Yeah. yeah. I, you know, she won't open another restaurant. And so mm. for her to trust me mm. with, with something like that to me is, is I think, you know, the most special part. Um, but then on the, in the evenings, you know, when we're doing dinner service, I think of myself as nothing more than an extra set of hands. Cool. Like I am, I'm the one that is, you know, is there to to welcome you and and this and that and you know shake hands and kiss babies. Um, but, <laughs> but you know, like you know, like the mayor, the politician. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. hey, great to see you, or whatever. <laughs> yeah. um, but but to me, the most important thing is that um, things go as perfect as possible for our guests, and a lot of times that means that like as the GM, I'm I'm bussing, mm-hmm. or sure. I'm filling waters, or I'm doing yeah. bottle service, or. Um, expoing food yeah you know it's like and, and really and i'm happy to do it because if that if, if at the end of the night that means that everyone leaves with a smile on their face and mm-hmm. and and my servers didn't cry or die you know <laughs> yeah. um then then to me that's the best that i can hope for mm-hmm. and so you know on slower nights it's more talking and less moving um but like last night uh it was it was like check the you know hang a coat shake a hand run some food pour some water, wipe a table, like, and it was, you know, yeah. that, it was, I, I, I try to be anything that I need to be or, or feel like I could be doing, mm-hmm. you know, in mm-hmm. the moment. Um, sure. So you're not actually mixing drinks anymore? No. And that, that was kind of one of the hardest parts to cope with. I imagine so, yeah, yeah. I love bartending so much. Mm-hmm. Like, it, it's making drinks and then watching people enjoy them is so much fun. Mm-hmm. It, you know, it really, really is. And I love spirits and, um, you know, I, 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 relish the times when our bartender asked me to come back and help him knock a few drinks out i'm like oh yeah i'm back baby you know like let's do this um but but no not not doing the actual bartending anymore but that's okay because that means that i have um you know i'm climbing the proverbial ladder of the industry you know i started as a busser when i was 16 and in and out of the industry then you server and then the bartender then the bar manager and now i've gotten to that point where I, 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 if I choose to look at it this way where I don't have to make the drinks anymore, there are times when I want to, but it, it has now been passed on to someone else and sure. I can make sure that he at least has the proper supplies mm-hmm. to do so. Yeah. Sure. Of course. Of course. Cool. Hmm. So, Will, what did you want to be when you were a kid? <laughs> a lot of things, yeah. you know, it's like, you know, life is about phases, I think. Mm-hmm. And, um, there was a time when I just like, I wanted to be just like my dad, which is funny because like then when I was probably 14 to like 19 he and I were just like nothing but butting heads and he calls mm-hmm. it the dark days and then now he's like my very best friend and I'm <laughs> asking people if like it's if it's kosher that my dad would be like my best man at my wedding you know it's like he's <laughs> literally my best friend so like you know yes. lo- looking up to him um as a little little kid 
you know, you, what did your father do? Yeah, he is. He's at the time he was, he was an accountant. You know, um, it wasn't like he did anything cool. Per, I mean, I mean, is accounting cool? I don't know. To some people, probably. <laughs> to me, it's not personally. But it was well, just like accounting yeah. done well is pretty cool. Yeah, okay, just there standard you go. boring sure. accounting. Yeah. And um, and he and he's he hasn't retired yet. He he works here in uh, in the city. He works at Amer in downtown. Uh, and oh, you know, really? Yeah, doing. Really? Um, something called corporate controlling, you know, which sure. is in yeah. the, you know, which is in the, I, I think in the large grand scheme of things in the accounting sector. But he, he, he just, as a kid was, it was like, he's Mr. Businessman. Sure. And that was like, that was like, in, in my mind, it's like, it's, it's a superhero in and of itself. He's like, yeah, yeah. he's like kit. Just like, he comes home with his briefcase. <laughs> he's like his shiny shoes and his yeah. thing, you know, and like, you know, well-dressed. And I'm like, man, that's like, I want to be Mr. Professional mm, because that's sure. what my dad was. And, and that was really cool to me. And then, you know, it was like, I was in punk rock bands and, and stuff when I was, I started playing bass when I was like 11 or 12 cool. and I was super into like counterculture from a really early age and being like, yeah. you know, just a little punk rocker. And sure. I think like, you know, I still have like some of that feistiness in me. It's mellowed over time, you know, but, um, that yeah, I, I wanted to be a rock star for a long sure. time. You know, I just wanted to be like this punk rocker. I was like, I'm not going to college. I'm going to live in a tour van and I'm, you know, I'm just going to be this like rock and roll king. Um, and, and I don't know, I don't, you know, even know how I ended up, get, you know, being into communication or whatever. Um, you know, life is strange that way where all yeah. of a sudden you're just oh, yeah. somewhere, uh, doing something. You're like, holy shit, what did I yeah. do for the past 25 years? You know? yeah. <laughs> it's like the great big pachinko machine, pachinko machine of life. The yeah, whole, exactly. The ball just pops around and yeah. different little things. It's yeah. bizarre that way. Yeah. Have you always been really kind of outgoing and talkative or did that change? No, I have been. I, yeah. I think that like. Like laughing and being goofy and talking are one of the only things that I I have done my whole life. Um, I've never been afraid to just like be goofy with whoever I'm with. Mm. Um, I've never been the one to to shy away from conversating with anybody. You know what I mean? Like some people are like like why is this creep stranger talking to me? <laughs> but I'm just like I'm just down to be chummy. You know sure, what I mean? Sure. I just love talking and, and and like even like right now I have a natural elevated decibel level. Like I'm oh, just yeah. loud and boisterous. Oh, I've seen the little levels kind of. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm, flaring, I'm flaring heavy over there. Right? Yeah, it's oh, warned shit. me a little, it was a little too loud. Oh there, no, man! I'm creating static. <laughs> that's so guessing. <laughs> that's okay. It's oh, okay. that's funny. Um, and, and yeah, by by nature, I'm I, I'm just a loud, you know, and and I'm a happy person. Like you know, some people, yeah. and that, and it is okay when like. You know, I, I'm just very extroverted by nature, and I love introversion. I love people who are introverted, and, like, I can, I will interact with them in the same exact way, but, like, if you get me in a room with one or two other dudes like myself, oh, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, we're blowing the roof off, you yeah. know, I, I just, and that's just kind of always been in my nature to be loud and goofy. That's okay. <laughs> yeah, we're nice. both very introverted people. We've been really trying to push the extroverted envelope. Sure. Absolutely, yeah. it's and it's hard, and I know that it's hard, and even even as someone who like enjoys that kind of thing, it's it is it can be it's taxing. Yeah, sure. you know yeah, to is. just yeah. and, and in this industry, like you, whether you're an extrovert or not, you have to play like you're one. Mm-hmm. Sure, you know, yeah. otherwise you just you just can't do it. Yeah, and so and that can be draining and exhausting to just sure. talk incessant. You know, it just like nonstop, and not only that, but um, you know, not everyone has good days, yeah. but when you're at the restaurant, you can't show that to anyone, you know, yes. like, I, like, 
you know, like I, I, there was a, about half a year back where my family, my family dog, we had to put down Mm -hmm. and that was, you know, that was my dog. And, and then I had to just be a bartender for dinner service that night. See, I I feel you got to pet waffles real quick. Cause it's like, yeah, Yeah, man, it sucks. And so, but, but like I had to go in and I still had to be chummy, good time. Will. you know, it was just like, I had to be good time. Will and, and, and days like that, you're more tired. You know, but, yeah. um, but that's okay. That's life, yeah. you know, like things like that. Just, you just got to roll with it. Yeah. yeah. There's sometimes we just want to go out and fucking eat. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and not take pictures See, not and not like, yeah. like, you know. I mean, I bet that's hard. Like, especially with like the kind of presence that you guys have in the city and as well established as you are. It's like, I can imagine that that would, that could be annoying. Especially if you're like, okay, like, you know, I'm hungover or I don't feel good. Yes. Like, I just want to go, like, get a slinger and go yeah. home. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I can imagine that probably happens less and less. In, in, Sometimes. Well, yeah. We have to carefully pick the places we go. Yeah, there's some there places we go where no one knows who we are. No one even cares that yeah. you know. But sometimes someone says, oh, you're weed stuff, aren't you? Yeah. Like, yeah, well, here's a sticker. Nice to meet you. Yeah. You know, I, I want to go back and drink some more. Yeah. I was I was that guy the first time I met you. I was like, yeah. That's okay. That's I love fun. you guys. You know. No, I mean, well, that's you know that's why we do it. You know, just yeah. kinda, you know, just that we like to make people you know are using this as a resource. You sure, know, absolutely. Cool us, you, know. you are and you are a, such a practical resource for me because and you know like also are you guys are you guys okay with same glasses for the vermouth? Yeah, that oh, yeah, yeah. That no, no it's fine. Cool. We're not sounds like oh we'll just yes. use different glasses. Okay, so what's for round the two here? Yeah, what are so you going for us? so round two is um so this is a white sipping vermouth. Mm-hmm. Um, this is from Piedmont, and it is um so I don't like to use the term uh, dry or sweet vermouth mm-hmm. because I feel like true sipping vermouths are so much more mm-hmm. than mm-hmm. either one of those terms. You know, but uh, by should, by should, def- not, should I not put the wieners in the glass? No, no, no. Oh. I'm about the ice. Okay, um, okay, I, cool. yeah, a couple cubes. I mean, it's really preference. You know, but like mm-hmm. I think that this this benefits from just like a little water and a little. Yeah. Okay, cool. Right. Gotcha. Um, I brought this for a couple reasons. Uh, this is one of my very favorite things to like sip on. Uh, like after dinner, I, you know, I think I think by by definition that vermouth may be an aperitif. I don't actually know. Mm. I don't actually care. Sure. You know what yeah. I mean? But what I know is that it's delicious. Yeah. Um, and it and it's like it's it's herbaceous, but it's also yeah. sweet. It's got like a savory component to it. It's I mean, truly, it's one of the more complex things that I feel like I've I've ever tasted, excluding like you know a few wines and things like that. Um, so I brought it for that reason because I just simply love it. Uh, but I also bought, brought it because I feel like it's a good embodiment of like, you know, the spirits program at Billie Jean simply mm-hmm. because like every person without fail that I've encouraged to try a sipping vermouth looks at me like, uh, what? You know what I mean? Like, I don't want to do that. That mm-hmm. sounds gross. Cause I think like vermouth has this connotation of being like just that weird thing that you put in a martini. Yeah, yeah. And that has at least been my experience as a bartender, that that's sort of like the worldview sure. of at least people in Springfield, Missouri and my, in my experience here in St. Louis uh, when I went out to San Francisco, I went to a restaurant. Um, what was the name of that place? It was a Michelin star restaurant. I'm, mm. I'm struggling to remember the name right now. If it comes to me, I'll, I'll bring it back. But they did not have any. All they had was wine and vermouth. Mm. And I was like, and I was like, this is inspired. Like, this is really mm. cool. Yeah. And the vermouth that I tried, like, really kind of changed the game for me. I couldn't believe mm. what I was tasting and how good it was. And so I was like, is it okay to go ahead and pour it? Yeah, yeah, awesome. And, and so that, that was really, and one of my, and one of my reps told me, um, she's like, you know, vermouth is really, really big on the coasts or at least on the West coast right now. Like there are vermouth bars and that, and that's really taking off and, and there's a, and you know, there's, there's vermouth from all corners of the world that you can try. You know, there's South American, there's stuff coming out of the Pacific Northwest. Mm. Of course there's stuff in like Spain and Italy and France. 
Piedmont, the Piedmont's in Italy. If I, you know, that's if I didn't say that, this is one of the. This is actually the only thing in house that we have that's from Italy. Wow. You know, because because like you know, so intently tried to let E. Fratellini shine yeah. and leave that sort of stuff out. Yeah. Um, hmm. and, and and so it's. I don't know. I I'll let it speak for itself again. Like the soju, mm. ice or no okay. ice, whatever you want. I'm actually gonna go unadulterated. Okay. Cheers. Cool. Yeah. Cheers. Okay. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. You know what yeah. this, this uh, tastes very similar to is... Um, oh, uh, talking about um, St. Germain? Yes. Yeah, yeah, this yeah. It's very similar to St. Germain. It absolutely has an elderflower component because, you know, St. Germain is like, it's real bright and... Yeah. Fl- oh, I'm sorry, I'm not using a coaster. Oh, that's all right. We oh, weren't sure. using them yeah. either properly. Yeah, so. okay, okay, cool. <laughs> I'm the bottles using the coaster. There we go. Boom. We got, we got fourth one. Oh, here's fourth one. But, yeah, um... It's very St. Germain. It is, different. yeah. And I think that, like, the... the what synonymizes them both is that like there's it's bright and it's kind of floral mm-hmm. um, and there's like a natural sort of sweetness to it like almost like the same kind of sweetness that I get um, like in that big O ginger that we were just yeah. talking about there's like that kind of na- and it's like almost savory but then it's sweet yeah you know and not I, too much not cloying just kind of exactly yes. and and when I drink something like this and like depending on the mood. You can throw an orange twist or a lemon twist in there. I brought an orange, but then I decided against it because I was like, I think that we should just let it kind of yeah, be totally, yeah. what it is. This is nice. Yeah, and, and you know, it's like there are hundreds upon hundreds of different vermouths from different corners of the world, and, like, with the Spirits program that is that I've tried to have to create a global presence, like, I was like, mm-hmm. this makes so much sense. Yeah. And, and I have had, thus far, 100% success rate. When I convince them to try it, they mm-hmm. like it, you know? And, like, that is that to me is super cool, uh, mainly because... When I, if I believe it's good, I want people to agree with me. You know, like I want, yeah. I want, and it's nice affirmation to know that like this is, in fact, really tasty. Okay, I was gonna change subjects just Let's a little bit. Let's do it. Bit. Let's change okay. it up. Okay. So when you first met us, you said, "Oh, I got, I love your Instagram." Is there anything with the change in your name in the last two months or something? So okay, so I um I used to be Good Time Will. Uh, so I'm good time will right now, yeah. right? And and I and I'm always good time will. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, but I uh, I used to be good time will, and then when I started teaching, actually, I I I absolved myself of all social media presence. Mm-hmm. I felt like I had to do that because I was like sure. so close in age to my students. Mm-hmm. I was teaching as a grad assistant at 22, and I was teaching 18 mm-hmm. year olds. Yeah. So like mm-hmm. I mean. That's that's that that to me was too close. I might have like been a little um, like overzealous. Like I don't know that I needed to like delete all presence, but mm. Instagram disappeared, and I actually missed that because I had a lot of fun memories on there that I you know mm. that you can't get back. But whatever, I remember yeah. them, I suppose. Um, but so when I I was like, okay, I'm coming back to Instagram because mm. there's a lot of things that I like to to. I mean, like I I'm I'm an avid. Getting, like, uh, t- getting tattooed, like, I, you know, I collect tattoos, and I like sharing that with mm-hmm. people in that community, um, I like to cook, I like, you know, I like showing my dog to people, um, <laughs> like, all of that kind of stuff, like, I know you guys know what that's about, like, that's oh, yeah. fun, like, oh, and yeah. that's a good way to connect with people, yeah. and I also use it as, like, you know, I, as a resource for, like, oh, I want to look, I want to see what this chef is doing, or this mm-hmm. music artist is doing, or this tattooer is doing, um, and so I was like, I miss that, I just miss that outlet, and mm-hmm. so I was like, I'm coming back. And Catfish Willie, which was my name, my Instagram name when I met you guys, yeah. is like this weird culmination of... Well, it's like from Shotgun Willie from... Uh... So it's actually inspired by a, a sandwich, <laughs> and oh. it's inspired by a song. And so I, um, 
there's this really killer, greasy little cheesesteak spot in Springfield. Mm. And it was like a little 3 a.m. joint. And mm-hmm. they just had killer Chicago-style cheesesteak sandwiches. Mm. Uh, and they had a sandwich there that, when I say the words out loud, doesn't necessarily sound that cool. Mm. It was a catfish filly. It was uh-huh. a fried mm. catfish filly. Um, and one night, me, me and some friends that were actually visiting me from St. Louis, like, we had went out and had some mm. drinks at the bar. And then, like, you know, you have your drunk your drunk midnight run. Yeah. And we went, and me and my buddy each got our own uh, cheesesteaks. But he's like, bro, let's let's split a catfish filly. Like, let's get weird and split a catfish filly. <laughs> and I was like, all right, I'm into it. And there happens to be this hip-hop song uh, by a guy named Yellow Wolf, and it's called Catfish Billy. And, oh, wow. and, I, and I love that song. It's got, like, this beat that, like, I just, that sucks me in. Huh. And the hook is literally him saying Catfish Billy over and over. Uh, <laughs> and so you can assume that as he and I were eating this Catfish yeah. Philly, on came Catfish Billy, and all of a sudden I was Catfish Willie. You know wow. what I mean? Like, it just happened <laughs> like that. And I was like, all right, I dig it. Like, I, I, I am Catfish wow. Willie. Just get it gonna, now. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So, I thought it was be from, like, uh, Willie Nelson's Shotgun Willie. No, <laughs> no. And that would be equally as cool in its own yeah, way. Yeah, but yeah. it was an odd nickname that uh, that kind of evolved that way. And it, and it stuck, too. Like, mm-hmm. I have a couple buddies who call me Catfish still. And, like, so it's just one of those <laughs> weird, quirky things. But I had, like, gotten a haircut one day, and I was like, I'm just, like, I'm so fucking stoked on life right now. Like, I'm having a great day. It's the best haircut I've gotten in, like, two years. Um, And I was like, I'm good time Will. Like, I'm back. You know what I mean? And I literally made that post. The post was like, I was like, Catfish Willie is dead. Good time Will is back. And he is back. And and it was cool. It was just like I had this, like, metamorphosis. I looked at myself in the mirror. I was like, that's a good haircut. You are good time, Will. Wow. And that was that. So you're essentially like a lower-key version of Puff Daddy. Yeah, I mean, basically. <laughs> basically. Puff Daddy, little baby Jesus. Potato, potato. You know, like, you put a side-by-side, can you even yeah. tell us apart? There you go. Well, then you just mentioned, okay, so in in your conversation, right, then you just mentioned two things I was going to ask you about, what mm-hmm. I've noticed a lot on your feed. So you, you, you have a ton of tattoos. Yes, I do. And you have an awesome dog. Yes, I do. So tell mm-hmm. us about... Where did this fascination with tattoos come around? And then tell us about your dog. Absolutely. Um, I, I, will, I have more to say about tattoos. So I'll talk about Chloe first. Okay. Just like, just, you know, briefly. She is, first of all, the queen of my life. Like, I love <laughs> her so much. I, I, when I was 19, um, I was living with two guys who had brother-sister huskies. Mm. And they were, I mean, they were a handful to boot, but they oh, yeah. were gorgeous dogs. And they were yeah. so sweet. Um, and I was, like, going through some, like, whatever. Like, I'm 20 years old. I don't know what I'm doing in my life. A quarter like, life crisis. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And my, my, my girlfriend at the time had gone home for the summer, but I was like still living in Springfield. I was like, I'm so lonely. I'm going to die. You know what I mean? Like, even though I like, you know, I was just being this like petty, angsty 20 year old. Sure, sure. Yeah, yeah. As and, you should be. Yeah, time. you know. And so it's like, um, I was like, I'm going to get a dog. And that's such an irresponsible thing to do at 19 or 20 just because sure, you're, yeah. you're taking care of another. I mean, you guys yeah. know. I mean, that, that oh, is, yeah. I mean, it's not, it's you know. It's a big decision. It's not quite the same as a cat. Cat said it or forget it. Right. 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 Box, clean up, you know, food, you know, and food. I mean, to this day, uh, you know, I, and so I got Chloe from uh, the Humane Society in Branson, mm-hmm. which is about forty minutes, you know, south of Springfield. Um, and and I, this is not exaggeratory in any way, but mm-hmm. they were, I mean, two dogs to a cage, like you know, covered in their own shit, kind of Aww. stuff. Like it was, it was a sad state of affairs, yeah. and I think that they just had, I, I don't think it was for lack of trying, because the ladies were sweet, and like, mm-hmm. I, it, I, they weren't, they weren't angry. It's just I just think they had more than they could deal with, and it sure, was in yeah. this little podunk area. Um, and, and so I met her and she loved me and I loved her and she was only seven weeks old and she could fit in my hoodie pocket and it was just like, yeah, it was so good. Like, I just couldn't even believe it. 
And yeah. it was funny because she came in in a pack of six dogs, and they mm. were all part of this this mix or this uh, litter of um, because she's half mastiff. And four of the six dogs looked like traditional English masters. Mm-hmm. But Chloe and one other looked like she does. So she looked more like almost like a shepherd. Mm-hmm. Right? She has like, she's got like a brown coat and black long mm-hmm. hair. Um, and I asked to, to meet whatever dog it was. And I think her name was um, Isabel is who I asked to meet. But they brought me Chloe. Uh-huh. Her name was Leah at the time. Sure, sure. But they brought me Chloe. And so, and, and I didn't know that. I just played with this dog. And I was like, yeah. I love this dog. I want to adopt this dog. Um... Let's do it. And I told him, like, let's sign the papers. Let's go. And she was like, well, I have to tell you something. Like, you asked to meet dog A, but I accidentally brought you dog B. And I feel like I have a moral responsibility to tell you that I didn't bring you the dog you asked for. Mm. And I was like, well, I just love Chloe. I love this dog. Yeah. And that's okay yeah. that I didn't meet the one I asked for. This is the yeah. one I want. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I and I often think about what would have happened if they had brought me the, the other dog. Sure. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, like, it, my, maybe I'm, my whole life is different. I don't know. Maybe yeah. that dog sucks. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah got her someplace. Yeah. Like, God yeah. damn, got the wrong dog. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And, and she was, and, and Chloe was immediately like, I mean, she has the best instincts I've ever seen in a dog. Like, she was never a problem dog. She never, ever wanted to, like, you know, have an accident in the house. Like, from the day that I brought her home, she slept all through the night in my bed with me the first night I got her. You know what I mean? Um, and and I, I, raising her that first year was, was one of the harder things I think that I've ever done as far as, like, mm. training a dog. Because she, I mean, you guys have seen pictures of her. She's a 95-pound dog. Mm. And uh, when a 95-pound dog wants to be pissed off at you, like, that's something that you can't really, you can't allow it. It's sure, scary. Yeah, yeah, you know yeah, what yeah, I mean? Yeah. Like, and so... I knew I had, like, a responsibility to make sure that this was an obedient dog. Otherwise, it just sort of couldn't be. Yeah. You know? Yeah. And so I, I put a lot of effort and, and thought and, and time into making sure that she was at least obedient with me. And she developed into this, like, super loyal, sweet, you know, independent dog. Like, she is, like, her mm-hmm. own thing. Sure. Like, if she sleeps when she wants to sleep. Like, she'll sleep after I get out of bed just because she's sleepy. And that's fun, sure, yeah. you know what I mean? Like some dogs are like, I have to follow my owner everywhere, or like yeah. I'm always going, 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 no matter what, right? And I'm like, you know, I'm like, and I try to think of it as like, oh, they're just sweet and they just love us and they want to yeah. be around us, and that's totally cool. Yeah. And Chloe is always excited to see me when I come home and this and that, but she's so independent and she is so like, like I'm chilling, mm-hmm. just let, like I'm happy, just let me chill, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Um, and now, and now it's you know she'll be uh, seven in February. Wow. And, uh, that's pretty old for a big dog. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. the vet, the vet told me she has like you know she has leg issues. Mm-hmm. She has bone spurs in her knees. She has uh you know different things that come like mm-hmm. you know arthritis and whatnot. Sure, yeah. Um, but you know the vet's like this is a healthy dog. She has enough mud in her because her mom was a mastiff, but her dad was a mutt. I I went and did the DNA testing because I sure. wanted to know. Sure. And um and she's like you know it, it, mastiffs almost never live past like you know ten or twelve, but. Mm-hmm. This dog's got some mud in her. She's got some, you know, she's got some mixed blood in her. So let's good. Yeah, yeah, exactly. He's like, let's just hope for the best. And if she's healthy, let's, you know, just rock and roll till you can't rock yeah. and roll anymore. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, I every day or every year with her is awesome. Um, I can't believe that, you know, she's, that I've had her for seven years now. It's crazy to think about. Um, and to segue into tattoos, I have, I have toyed heavily with the idea of getting like a pen and pencil style of her face tattooed on me somewhere uh. because she's a really pretty dog and she's also like yes. you know i just like worship her like i love her so yeah. much she's my everything she is yeah. totally the queen of my life 
Um, tattooing for me was, I mean, I mentioned earlier that like I was a little punk rocker when I was a teenager and, um, you know, I, I, I really have always been fascinated with counterculture and, and, and things like that. And I became early, like really early on. I remember in the, like when I was like 13 playing Tony Hawk pro skater and I was like, always customize my guys, like be tattooed little punk oh, yeah, rockers. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you know, I, I wouldn't have fought myself if that sentiment subsided like mm-hmm. if it kind of dwindled then that that would be fine i've never been one to sort of pressure my own self into doing anything mm-hmm. you know um I, it, I i try anyway to just like do what makes me happy and when i turned i mean i came to the point where i was 18 and i was like okay like i still really want to be tattooed mm-hmm. and for a lot of different reasons like i wanted to be tattooed to like pay homage to things and sentiments in my life that was like i think that's a, like the early mindset of like people who are heavily tattooed is that you kind of go into it with a lot of thought behind mm. um, each tattoo and why you're getting it and things like that but then as my concept and my opinion of what it meant to be tattooed kind of evolved um, i just looked at it more of like a form of expression and it, and it kind of became to me like uh just like a passion or a hobby mm. of like of of like like collecting art almost you know what i mean like and and it's it 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 grew like so organically like i got my first tattoo three weeks after i turned 18 um and i got uh, i got a little squid tattooed on my ankle it's just like this little rad squid he's got blood red stoned eyes and it was like me and my buddies in high school like it was like it was like it was to commemorate like you know it was something that an 18 year old would do it's like i'm gonna get a tattoo that symbolizes like my team like my little group of dudes and then, you know, the next tattoo I got, I got something to, to represent, like, my, my friendship with my dad and, like, what, you know, mm-hmm. what he is to me. Cool. It's a little, like, cardinal on a bat because our friendship evolved over baseball, right? Interesting. And, and then, um, and then, like, two or three or four tattoos later, um, I was, like, that's when I started to kind of evolve what, what it meant to be tattooed to me. And for us, like, you know what? Like, I just, I kind of just want to create, a, I want a bodysuit, which, you know, like, a traditional one is, like, you know, at the ankles, at the wrists. Um, and like at the collar, you know, mm-hmm. um, and, and at that point I was like, okay, well, none of the, not all these tattoos can, can mean everything to me. And then I just started looking at it as a way to express like, you know, e- and each one has their own little story and time in my life where it's like, okay, I, I remember when I got this tattoo that like, that was a, that wasn't a weird point in my life, you sure. know? And that's yeah. why I have like, um, you know, like different tattoos to kind of reflect like you know an, an experience or whatever um and at this point it's it's evolved into um i'm actually getting pretty close to like having a bodysuit and i wow. started i started getting actively tattooed when i was probably like say 21 like right when i was mm-hmm. finishing up undergrad um i started getting tattooed probably at least once every six weeks for wow. um i would say like at least a year and a half or two years wow. mm-hmm. um and it was like, and a lot of times it was like, I would get a little, just like a little single banger, like just a little something, like I have a little three-eyed fly right here on my leg that I just kind of whimsically got um, <laughs> from a guy who had been, he was tattooing my chest at the time, but that was like a multi-session tattoo. Mm-hmm. And I came in and I was like, I had an appointment with him. I was like, I'm going to be so honest with you. If I have to tattoo my chest today, I'm going to die. And it's just, I, <laughs> I'm not prepared for it. It's, sure, you know, sure, sure. That was a really painful experience yeah. to, to do my chest. And so he was like, and I was like, but I want to get tattooed. And I was like, but I just can't tattoo my chest. And he's like, let's just do something like on your leg. Let's just throw something down. And I, and he had been doing this series of bug drawings. And hmm. I was like, all right, yeah, badass. Like, let's do that. So I yeah, ended up, look, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I just ended up 
um, with that little dude right oh, there, you know, oh, and he's man, just like, this this beautiful, yeah, it's like little three eyed flies, yeah. you know, and it's like, in that yeah. time in my life, like I did a lot of, I don't know, like I just was who I was. And when I, when I look at that tattoo, I feel, I feel that time in my sure, life and that's course, cool yeah. to the, like to have stuff uh, on my body that uh, I, I can do that with. Um, and then I took, and then, and I was like so gung ho about it. And for about two years, uh, and you know, in a two year span, um, I got my, my, basically the upper half of my torso completely tattooed, uh, my shoulder tops and my collar. Wow. Um, I started a, a, a sleeve on this leg from below the knee and I started piecing together this sleeve. And then wow. I also covered my thigh and I started my back, like all in like mm. 18 months, maybe wow. two years. Wow. Wow. And then I kind of put everything down except for my back. Cause that was like mm. 70 hours or more of tattooing. Sure, yeah. And I was living in Springfield and driving to St. Louis. I was getting, I getting tattooed by a guy named Josh Chapman, who is, um, for lack of a better term, like the head chair at Iron Age, right? Wow. And he, I mean, he's a phenomenal artist, but mm. it was taxing physically, yeah. mentally, and financially, financially yes. to, to fucking boot, you know? It was yeah, like, that's why I, I'm not tattooed. Like, yeah. I wanted to get my first tattoo, like, it costs how much? Yeah, it's an Sorry, expensive you know. hobby. I mean, yeah. truly it is. And and so I, and I dropped all other projects and didn't tattoo anywhere on my body except for my back um, for like a year and a half. And it took me two years to finish my back because I had to take like a... A, mm. a break from getting mm-hmm. tattooed. Sure. I had worn myself completely out, and I remember thinking, I it was like I it was like my third session on my back in like a like a seven or eight week span because I was just like so adamant on finishing it. I hate unfinished tattoos for my own mm. reasons. Like I hate looking at them. Like I have a I have a, a tattoo on my leg right now that's unfinished that was that started like two years ago. The artist went and started traveling, and so I was like I couldn't finish it. And like mm. when I look at it, I'm like I hate you. You know what I mean? Like I hate this. <laughs> And, and yeah, so I have to I, live with this buddy. Yeah, 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 and, vision, yeah, exactly. And so I was like, I really just want to finish my back. And I, and I, I knew what I was getting myself into with the time commitment and the money commitment, but I didn't know what I was getting myself into with like the mental and physical punishment that mm-hmm. involved such a large scale tattoo. And, and I sat down for an appointment and he had been tattooing me for like 15 minutes and I was already at the point where I could I could barely handle it. And I barely squeezed out an hour that day. Um, and normally I was going like say two and a half or three hours on my back and I, and I barely went an hour and I was like, dude, um, I need a break. Like I need a legitimate break and I didn't get tattooed at all, um, for about a year or more. And then, and then I reached out to Chappie. It was when I moved back to St. Louis, actually, I was Mm -hmm. like, it's time, it's time to finish it. And so Mm -hmm. I finished that. Um, and then I met the dude. Uh, so there's a guy in town his name is Sean Baltzell, and he just opened Parlor in the Grove, the little oh, arcade bar. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. He also is, um, you know, uh, affiliated in, in, in with uh, the Ready Room. He owns mm. Tower Classic Tattooing. Mm. Um, he's affiliated with Union Barbershop mm. um, and Knife and that's, Flag Apron. That's Company. right, that's right. Yeah, he's got his, you know, he's got his hands in all these yeah. things, and he's someone that I really, really rem- admire for a lot of reasons. And he's a good friend of mine. He's a really cool dude. Cool. Uh, and when I met him, he, he, I wanted him to do my art cause he's a, a, above all of those things. He's an amazing tattooer. Um, and when I met him, we, he, he had this really cool vision. I told him I wanted to do, um, a, a Japanese theme sleeve, Japanese culture and tattooing is like so prominent and influential in tattooing. Yeah. And I really, I wanted to like allow one of my appendages to, to be exclusively that kind of, you know, whatever, like to hmm. pay homage to a yeah. part of the, culture or whatever yeah. at least that's how I thought about it in my head so anyways comes up this really cool like you know it's basically just like a, a an homage to the different classic imagery of, mm. of Japanese tattooing and and that that's the last that's like basically the last thing that I've done as of late was doing my arm um, and also 
piecing together and finishing down here. That's been my two latest projects. Uh, but Sean's actually going to tattoo my hand in a couple weeks. So that's really exciting. Ah. Um, hmm. More popularly known as a job stopper. <laughs> you know? Oh, yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. 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 Um, but, uh-huh. but, you know, like, people become more progressive every day. And, and, yeah. I, and Zoe gave me her blessing, so at least I don't have to worry about it for two years. You know? Like, depending on that to yeah. go full circle on that. Mm-hmm. So it's like, um, <laughs> I, I have no ambition of stopping until, uh, until I feel like my bodysuit's complete. And it's just one of those things, like, it's it's cathartic, and it makes me happy, and it's, I mean, it's just, it is what I care about. Like, some people, um, like, can't go without doing yoga, or some sure. people, like, mm-hmm. like yeah. you know, they're, like, wine collectors, or sure. whatever you are, whatever your hobby is, like, my dad does puzzles, you know? It's like, oh, yeah. if that makes you happy, then spend however much time, energy, yeah. money on it that you want to. Okay, I, I, I'm gonna throw a left field on a few questions. Okay, talking about... Places around town. Uh-huh. So how long have you been in St. Louis now? Uh, so I grew up here, but I, I, oh, okay. for, for as far as my adult life is concerned, um, I mean, you know, I moved away uh, in 2009, and uh, I didn't get back until uh, September of 2016. Okay. So I've been around, uh, you know, uh, as as a grown-up, for yeah. lack of, you know, for, what is that, a year and a half or something yeah. like that, roughly? But do you have been here when... A, like a big blossom of new places have been truly yes. yeah 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 like I felt like I came back and you know I like would come to St. Louis like visit mm-hmm. family yeah and, you know I would go out when I'd be here but to be in the city to arrive at the time that I did was like kind of it, it's cool because like there is there's been a, like an explosion yes of really yeah. rad places Very much in, so. in town definitely yes. so what I was going to ask you is uh, share with us and the folks listening, what are some places that you like to go to, like a particular dish or a meal or a beer or something? Love it. Tell yeah, people about absolutely. what you like to seek out. I love, well, and like, I, I think what, why I'm so excited to be here is just because like at the, at my core, I love going to restaurants. Mm-hmm. I love eating so much and I like, <laughs> you know, and I love, and I love the whole experience of dining. Um, and you know, like I, there are, so I'll just like kind of sprinkle in some favorites and like different places for different yeah. things sort yeah. of thing. Tell us what um, I'm a, I'm a big breakfast guy. Like mm-hmm. I really, really love breakfast. Um, and like, I, I feel like this would probably be a lot of people's answers in town, but like the breakfast sandwich a half and half makes me feel some sort mm-hmm. of way. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. it just is like really, really yeah. special to sure, me. Yeah. And their Bloody Mary with like a fried pickle on top is mm-hmm. just so tight. I, when I when I think about that right now, I'm happier than I was when I wasn't thinking about it. You know what I mean? Cool. Like that is super super cool to me. Yes. Um, I let's see, if I want like greasy, if I want like hangover food, um, I really really like Bird and Barrel, like those little chicken <laughs> nugs. I don't know if you guys. Oh, know those nugs. Oh those yeah. nugs are wild, man, and they yes. have like I'm like a I'm a sauce. Lord, like I love, oh, yeah. you know what I mean? Like I love dipping sauces yeah. so yes. much, yeah. and their sauces over there are just oh, yeah. money. I mean, yeah. truly. Yeah. Um, Have you ever had their poutine there? Uh, that's the first thing I had there. That yeah. is unbelievable, and I got yeah. it as like an accompaniment to like the mother clucker. Yeah. Like, and I was like, "You're," I was like, "You're an asshole for ordering this much food," but like, whatever, I'm going with it. You uh-huh. know what I mean? Um. For a, a good burger, uh, I really like Bailey's Range. Like, I would go mm-hmm. there. I actually, what's funny talking about tattooing is I have this ritual where I, like, I get really well fed after a tattoo session. Mm-hmm. And there was, when I was working on my arm, it was, it was pretty, it was pretty consistent that I was going to Bailey's by myself and 
they have really cool beers. I don't really drink beer anymore, but at the time I was really into beer. And I mean, they have a huge tap wall, so I was just drinking cool, fun new beers and and eating really rad burgers. Hmm. Uh, but I also really like. I I think I have like a, a strong affinity for Asian food, which is nice that Billie Jean has a lot of Asian influence in the menu. Mm-hmm. Um, but also like like and and straight up Americana, like those are kind of like my mm-hmm. two like really favorite things. Um, Olive and Oak, I've been to a couple times. I just love that place. And that that place is wild. Like yeah. it is so tasty. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this killer rabbit porchetta at Sydney Street a couple weeks ago, mm-hmm. uh, or a couple weeks ago, like eight months ago, you know, <laughs> and that was super awesome. And I love going to like fine dining places like mm-hmm. that and really like getting really well taken care of. Mm-hmm. Um, I think my favorite restaurant in town right now is um, the, the Kate Zone. Have you guys heard of that? Oh. So it's like it's, Szech- yes. it's Szechuan style, like Szechuan province style Chinese mm-hmm. food. Um, and it's over like near Olive and 170. Huh. Yes. It's, in the, it's in the cut. Like it, it's near the it's near the Asian spot. Uh, like way I think it's called Wei Hong it's an old theater mm-hmm. like if you guys are familiar with that yeah and, and I've actually been there before actually yeah and so the way the story is told to me on the name of the restaurant is that um, they it was like a, it was a translation error mm-hmm. like the name the restaurant name yeah. wasn't supposed to be Kate Zone because it's like the name Kate and Zone like you know yeah. like, what is that yeah. uh, and, and I don't know why you know whether that was an intentional or not um, I, I was told about it me and uh guy who, who manages Barley Frere now, his name's Ben Rowles, he and I were like, let's go check this joint out. Um, and then we ate it every week uh, for like a month. Wow. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think I did have it four or five times in a four-week span. Um, wow. They have this... They have a sweet and sour pork that is, is spiritual to experience. I mean, it is so incredible. But like, that is the hmm. most Americanized dish on the menu. Like, huh. they have like a cumin... A, well, it was like a cumin calamari fried rice that was one of the most like interesting dishes that i think i've ever had ever you know what i mean and they served this thing that was like to me it was the definition of comfort hangover food and it was like uh-huh. it was like thinly sliced beef and i think they, they labeled it as like um beef with brown sauce and i was like hmm. sounds kind of suspect by yeah. its name but the server recommended it to us so it's one of our favorites and uh-huh. it was like sticky rice um, and then had this brown sauce that's like, that's really all I can describe it as is like one of those flavorful Asian sauces with this shaved beef, um, and, in a, in a, uh, over easy egg on top. Mm. And, mm. and I didn't expect that egg yeah. and I didn't, I just didn't know what to expect really at all. Yeah. You know? And when I, and when I ate it, I mean, truly just one of the most comforting, most uh-huh. delicious things that, sure. I, that I think I've, that honestly, I've ever had in my life. Sure. I mean, yeah. truly. Yeah. Yeah, I've been to that Wei Hong place. It's in like a theater. Uh huh. That's a gorgeous place. Yeah, like, yeah. I mean, it really is. Um, and they have. I mean, it blows my mind how many tables are in that place. They have yeah. tables that are, it's like I think it's designed to be family style. And when I was in there, I lost count um, at like a hundred and fifty covers. They have so many tables for eight and ten mm. there that it is mm. unbelievable. Mm. Yeah. Um, I also really like. Uh, Blue Elephant Thai in Clayton. Yes. Um, yeah. That, I, I used to work in Clayton. Yeah, so. that place is like, and that is like very like hole in the wall, sort of like yeah, in the but cut. It's good. Oh, but it is. I mean, that is that has been my that's the favorite Thai, my favorite Thai that I've found in. St. And Louis those are like part. a Snickers bar or like a Kit Kat, you know, after a meal. Yeah. I love that slide. Uh, you know, because right. you know, the rest is so good. Right. Yeah. yeah you're like, but, oh, I'll pretend like this didn't. Yeah, happen. but no, still, but it's like, um, you know, they had the uh, had some, the sweet and sour soup or something like that. It was sure. really really good. I uh-huh. it was, but. Their green curry which knocks my socks off, and they have this warm papaya salad that I get having yes, every time. Yes, yes. That is, yes. I mean, 
there's so much flavor happening there. It's fresh, it's savory, it's sweet, it's, it's spicy. spicy. Yeah. I mean, it's like everything everything you could ever taste is like in that papaya salad, yeah, you yeah. know. It's super super good. Um and, and you know, like I could there's a hundred other places that, you know, I enjoy. Yeah. Um What about drinks? Yeah. What do you like to drink? Most definitely. So it's hard it's hard because because I'm in the position where I am where I like a five days a week, especially on weekends. Mm-hmm. Um, like, you know, I, I think the earliest I've gotten out of Billy Jean thus far is like uh, like eleven thirty. Yeah. You know, and so that does make it kinda of difficult, but that doesn't mean I, I can't I can't or don't do it. Sure. Um so when it's like time to unwind and it's before one thirty, there's this it's a dive and it's on um it's on hand or i think it's when hanley turns into a cleed station a little bit past manchester it's called cousin hugo's right mm. and it's just like this little dive spot and uh when i first moved back to st to st louis i was living i moved back in with my parents for a brief time just to mm. kind of like you know find a place to live or whatever and i had to drive past cousin hugo's every day from barley fair um on my way home and there was a day where i had like had gotten my ass particularly kicked you know <laughs> and so i was like this looks like this place looks like it has cheap whiskey yeah, so that's where yeah. i'm gonna go sure and so i pop in and i would have never gone back had it not been for the bartender but like now i i seek that place out because of the camaraderie that i have with this mm. guy he's like this dude is like his 50s or 60s he was born in hawaii he's just mm. like just a rad dude and he know he's mm. like like that wise guy you know he's sure, like yeah. a wise dude and i love talking yeah. to him I love just, like, drinking and being able to just kind of, like, shoot the shit with someone who doesn't have any sort of investment or understanding in my life. Mm-hmm. Like, he's not a person in my life other than the bartender, and so he can sort of give it to me how he wants to give it to me and say what he wants to say, and that's just that. Mm-hmm. Um, if I'm going out for, like, cocktails, this is probably a pretty popular answer, I would guess, but I love taste. Um, sure. I, I think yeah. they're a gorgeous place. Everything yeah. I've eaten there is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, their their spirits program is like a novel. You know, they, yeah. you have so much to try there. Yeah. And we were fortunate enough at Billie Jean to get, to get one of the servers that at one point at least was working at Taste. She had traveled abroad so she wasn't working there anymore. I mean, she came back. What's and her, name? Did, her name is Teshua Parker. Mm-hmm. Um, and she is she worked at Taste. Uh, she also worked at Brasserie. Mm-hmm. Um, but, and, but she So she works at Billie Jean with us now. If you, uh, She's a real tall gal. She was wearing the jumpsuit. She wears like that oh, okay. gas station jumpsuit. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, the service is always really like personable and friendly there. Like the last time I was at Taste, they they were they just like made me feel cool you know what yeah, I mean yeah, like they yeah. just make me feel cool and the yeah. food's killer and the drinks are really inspired you know yes. like they are um, uh, I I will I will drink at Brennan's you know um, I, I it, it's a fun place and my coworkers enjoy going there yeah. um, one of my coworkers in particular like really like like yeah. I think he feels. I, I don't know. Like, he has to be there. You know, like he yeah. has to go there. Like he has a quota a couple times a week. Um, you know, and I and I wish that I got out and just like drank, or not not just drank, but like that I was able to just go out and and, and sort of experience and and do that kind of stuff yeah. more often. Um, I'm looking forward. I I think actually tomorrow I'm gonna try. I'm looking forward to checking out Louis. I know that they mm-hmm. opened up like right around our time. Yeah. Um. And, and so you know that's something that I think is that I'm excited about. I don't get to go out to new places very often. And so when I do it is I try to, I make it a spectacle in my own life, you know, yeah. like it's a big deal. And I try to show out because I just don't get that many opportunities to do yeah. it. Um, Reed's American tables. Yeah. Place. I oh, had yeah. some really, absolutely. really good drinks there. Great people. Yeah. I always have the best people. There. Yeah, absolutely. So, and I, I really like that sort of like, and it's a very popular vibe right now to be sort of like rustic and yeah. um, like, <laughs> I don't even know what the word, you know what I'm talking about. Yeah. That was like wood, 
like a lot of wood. You know, <laughs> yeah, like wood yeah. and like yes. and like leather aprons and yes. like you yeah, know, like that. The colonial days. Kind yeah, of, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> whatever it is, like mm-hmm. they do that well. Yeah. Um. And and uh, I had catfish when I was there too. They like fried black and catfish. That was money. And mm-hmm. and I I don't remember exactly the exact cocktail that I drank there. Um. But I just remember thinking like this is. This place is really cool, yeah. and I think they're doing things right. Yeah. And I, I like prefix menus too. It makes mm-hmm. me feel mm. um, it's easier. <laughs> you know, if nothing else, it's easier. Fair enough, fair enough. Yeah, and like, and I just always want to try everything. So when you really like limit uh-huh. me, yeah. um, if nothing else, I spend less money. Yes. You know, we're not, it we're is not, sometimes helpful. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. It exactly is. Yeah. Have you ever drank at a Planner's House? You know what? That I haven't, and that is some place mm-hmm. that I hear like consistently good chatter about. Oh yes, oh, yeah. um, and, it's great. and yeah. their, their daiquiris are just yeah, spot on. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'd say go go for the drinks above food. Sure. Yeah, yeah. their their drinks are always spot on. I mean, yeah. Ted, you know, he totally knows what he's doing. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And like, and as someone like, I feel like I need. I have like almost like a responsibility to kind of go out and see. Mm-hmm. What co- other cocktail programs look like? Because I don't want to be, I don't want to be biting anyone's style, but I also want to make sure that like I'm keeping things up to par with right. with, 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 right. with, like, with yeah. the hot spots that are yeah. in town, and like, uh, and so you know, because when I was at Barley Fair, I didn't necessarily have that on my radar as much. Mm-hmm. So it's kind of like you know, you go to your routine and you just sort of do whatever. But it's it, it the more the more that I, that Billy Jean has kind of been settling. It's I'm thinking to myself like, if if we want to keep up. And if we want to be fresh and continue to do this, I yeah. think I, I really do need to go out there and check these spots yeah. out. And Planner's House is somewhere that um, I, I, I do think, but like every single person I've heard talk about it has had good things to say. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I like the duck burger there too. Yeah. I don't know if they have any more, but you said that they yeah. have a duck burger. Dang. And fries fried in duck fat. Mm-hmm. You're so. kidding me. That sounds so awesome. <laughs> oh, yeah. That, I that love was duck. a really awesome daiquiri or like this really awesome Manhattan they had just. Everything was spot on. That's awesome. Like, yeah, I've heard, and again, uh, this is this is off a of hearsay, but uh, there's a spot. I, I can't remember the full name of it, or it may now just be Frasers. Um, mm. It's like Frasers Brown Bag or something like that. Mm. And I've never been there, but I every single time that I have heard it talked about, it's always been in the light of you want to see a good cocktail program. Oh, yeah, well, Frasers, yeah, Frasers so, are great. Yeah, okay. I don't know about yeah, the brown yeah. bag part, but yeah, Frasers, um, it's yeah. it's a pretty vintage place. Like it's, I think it's, it's been around like for a minute. 20, 20 years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So it's in Benton I, Park. Yes, that's it. That's yeah. Yeah. And their um, their cocktail list is literally about seventy five or hundred cocktails. That's wild. Yeah. But yeah. the cool thing though is split up based upon what season it is. Yes. So if you're in the middle of summer, you still want a, a winter cocktail. They're all still there. They're winter menu right there. That's rad. So that's uh, really like cool. One has like three amaros in it. I hear what's a called. single drink has three amaros. Yeah, in yeah. It? That is buck wild. And it is really good. <laughs> yeah, I love a nice savory kind. Of, Absolutely. It's a kind of drink. Yeah, and, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah. Yeah. The bar manager bite. there, yeah. Uh, Terry. Yeah, he he knows uh, his stuff. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Frasers, yep. And our friend Zach Stout, who's working yes. here too. Awesome guy. Yeah. Consider cool. it on my short list. Yeah. Okay. Um, I think I just have like two questions left. That's great. Yeah, we turn. Good. Okay, let's wrap it up. You got um, it. Boom. So we'll tell people if they want to visit you in person or online. Uh-huh. Where can they find you? Okay. Um, <clears throat> in person. <laughs> You can see me find me five days a week. I'm, just, I'm like getting really like spiely with it. No, spiely. Um, <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, you can always find me Tuesday through Saturday uh, at Billy Jean, which is uh, on Wydown, right there in the heart of Clayton, right near Hanley and Wydown. 
Um, in the Zoe is, Robinson Dining District. In the Zoe Robinson <laughs> Dining District. <laughs> Zoe is like, so yeah, she has her empire on White Elm. We're right down the street from Eve Fratellini, um, which, so yeah, 7610, we're right, we're literally right down the block. But it is nondescript, like you guys saw the front. Yeah, yeah, yeah we didn't know it was there. I didn't know it was there. I have fielded a lot of calls like, where are you? And I've got my shield <laughs> down real tight. 7610, wide down right next door to Prozzle's Jewish Deli and Sadie's Alterations on the same side of the street as Eve Fratellini. Go down about a block. If you hit Pino, you've gone too far. You know, it's like, I've got it. See, the big fat horseman. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. Exactly. Um, but, uh, so, yes, you can find me there. We open at 5, uh, so every day of the week other than Sunday, Monday, if, if you, uh, that's where I am. And if you want to check me out online, um, my Instagram name is GoodTimeWill with one L, um, all spelled out. And is there a dot in there or is just no 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 it's oh. just catfish willie had a dot that's right but good right. time will is dot free that's not oh, great uh, right. uh, <laughs> efficient yeah efficient right uh yeah so good time will on instagram um instagram is where i have the most active presence mm-hmm. online whether i'm you know sharing my dog or tattoos or stupid pictures of my face that's <laughs> like that's where you're gonna find it you know uh because i mean oh, is that yeah. not what a selfie is but it's just like okay yes. look at yourself <laughs> And then show it to people, you know, like whatever. Um, I have a Facebook too. I'm not super, I, I've, you know, I like wish people happy birthday. And I like made a post about mm-hmm. Billie Jean because it is nice when uh, Facebook is an opportunity to interact and connect with people that you otherwise simply just wouldn't, you know, and like for all the silly stuff that gets posted on there, it's still nice to be able to talk to people, you know. Uh, so my name is on, on Facebook is Will with one L. My mom chose to spell it that way. It's given me grief all my life. Uh, so W-I-L, my last name is Brawley, B-R-A-W-L-E-Y. Um, and yeah, that's where I am. If I'm not at Billy Jean, I'm probably like hanging out with my dog or just like uh, catching up on sleep or, um, you know, just doing otherwise goofy, stupid shit because that's basically what my life is, just Ooh. being goofy. Awesome. Uh, that's where I am. Way to be. Absolutely. Okay. Last question for you, Will, time before we sign off. Uh, do you have any asks or requests or recommendations for the folks listening to us? Anything a- at all? Asks, requests, or recommendations. Mm-hmm. Huh. Take your time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's a cool question. Um, <laughs> I, I don't have anything to ask of you guys out there other than, um, uh, you know, if you if the mood prefers, come check me. Come hang out with me at mm. Billie Jean. Like yeah. I love people so much, and as like oh. I've as I've totally just like s- spoke way too much and answered every question in way too many words. I feel like it's apparent that I love talking, and so <laughs> I want people to just come in and talk. Like come in and chat, have a single drink, or don't. You know what I mean? Just like, just come, like you know, you don't have to have anything. I don't care. Just, just like, come just, hang yeah, out. Yeah, just come say around. hi. Like you know, just come say hi. Uh, that would be cool. And, and check out the restaurant if you want, if yes. the mood prefers. I would love that. Um, you can call us, too, if you want to. Our phone number is 797-8484. I will probably answer the phone, and I'll probably be really stoked because I'm stoked at all times. So it's like, <laughs> you got to set the mood, like, you know, immediately. Um, and so that would be what I ask you. Um, recommendation um, would be to just, I recommend being awesome. Like, be cool anytime you can. Eat awesome food and drink awesome drink whenever you can. Um, and I recommend check, telling your friends about this super badass podcast that I just got to be a part of. Like, thank you guys oh, thank you. for thank you. having me on. I, I told you before, like this was like I was stoked on you guys before I ever met you, and you guys are really cool people doing something really cool. And I appreciate 
uh, you allowing me to be a part of it. So my well, recommendation. Think, you're a cool person doing very cool things too. So. Thanks, man. That's <laughs> awesome. Like everyone just, well, I just, you know, it's like it's it's cool to be around people who like you know you guys get it. Like you guys are cool people and you're fun to talk to. And what you're doing in this city is it's not only awesome but it's it's necessary. I wouldn't know about half the shit I know about in this town if it wasn't for you two specifically. Um, and like, and I'm just one person, you know what I mean? And like, you know, you have like thousands upon thousands of followers on Instagram. And that's for a reason because you guys are dope and you give the public dope shit. And so like, yeah, I, 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 I imagine other people tell you that, but I wanted to make sure that I was explicit about it because you guys are rad and I'm, I truly am super stoked to be a part of this. This was really cool. This is Christine Guthrie with We Eat Stuff. And this has been another episode of We Eat Stuff and Talk About Things. Thanks for listening, and don't forget to hit the subscribe button on Apple Podcasts. I'd also like to encourage everyone to join our Patreon page, which you can find at patreon.com slash weeatstuff. There, you can become a sponsor of this podcast and all the work we do, and be rewarded with cool stuff. We appreciate your support. Please be sure to join us next week for another interview. But in the meantime, go out there and eat stuff. Bye, guys.